You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Facebook's reversal on banning claims that COVID-19 is man-made could unleash more anti-Asian sentiment. What are we doing talking about this on a real estate podcast? Where's the tie-in here? Well, I cover stuff that a lot of the major media deems ah, it's a little outside of the box. I've covered a lot of the protest stuff here in Seattle, and I give my opinion as a real estate guy, small business pro guy. That's kind of what I do. So we're talking about things that are kind of on the cusp of, hey, this is where you're getting your news from. A lot of people get their news from Twitter. A lot of people get their news from Facebook. And I get kind of caught in the crossfire because some of my stuff is, even though I'm a real estate guy, I, I just talk about whatever I see that's out there. This is kind of one of those stories. So Facebook is now saying, yeah, all those news stories that were saying COVID-19 might have come from a lab, you know, over in China and Wuhan. Ooh, we're going to ban those because we don't think that those are appropriate. Oh, and now, now we can't really rule that out. We're, we're back to getting to the bottom of where did the COVID-19 virus come from? So the, the, the whole point is, and this is a lot of what I work on, is which news stories can my channel withstand? Which news stories can't? I get a lot of people saying, hey, you should cover that. All right, you want to see me get deplatformed like that? I'll cover it. So that's a lot of what I kind of work on is figuring out, all right, what can my channel withstand? What can't it withstand? Got to throw in some real estate because you know it is the Seattle Real Estate Podcast after all. But um, yeah, this whole COVID-19 thing, ah, it came out of a lab in Wuhan. Oh, nope. Delete that story. That's a no-go. We can't have that. So you've literally got major social media saying what you can and can't see for your newsfeed. This goes on on the daily. I covered uh, a little story right before the election about a laptop with some stuff on it. Can't really remember what that was all about. But uh, boy, did that get demonetized. Then I kind of ran that just up, you know, run it up the flagpole. Remember that term? Run it up the flagpole. Let's see how this goes. I've got a feeling how this is going to go, but this is a pretty major story. Huh. Got demonetized, meaning YouTube doesn't push it out. Nobody watches it. So you've got social media kind of basically filtering exactly the content that you're watching. Maybe that's why you're joining me here. Maybe that's why you're tuning in to see what the real estate man says. All right, before we jump in, if you're new here, thanks for joining. My name is Sean Reynolds. I own a couple of real estate companies and I read the news. Let's do this. All right, so Facebook's reversal on banning claims that COVID-19 is man-made Okay, I think they could have left the the highlight the the headline just right there. Could unleash more anti-Asian sentiment. All right, it could, but is that the big push here? I mean, it's that's kind of a byproduct, but I guess we just got to throw that in because that is another it's another layer here. As the US reopens a debate into the origins of the novel coronavirus, Facebook reversed course Thursday, yesterday, and said that it would no longer remove posts that claim the virus is man-made. So you are, you've literally got major media saying, no, no, we're not going to allow that theory through. Nope. Based on, I mean, this isn't based on factual information. It's just based on their opinion. 
that this isn't a news story that they want to put out. The decision is because we don't really know where it comes from yet, right? I mean, we don't know. That's, that's the bottom line. We don't know. The decision is notable because it shows once again how social media giants struggle to strike the right balance between protecting the public from harmful, harmful misinformation and enabling robust discussion of controversial ideas. How about freedom of speech? I want to say something. Is this considered harmful misinformation? Well, it seemed like it was a while ago, right? Ah, oh, that's harmful misinformation. Delete that storyline. The laptop, delete. That's literally what is going on, right? And it might not be a delete. It might be a demonetization. And when your video gets demonetized or when your story gets demonetized or whatever it is that you're doing, the powers that be indicate that, yeah, we're not going to let you make money off of that in form of advertising dollars. Then it basically doesn't get pushed out because nobody's going to push out something that's not going to make any money, right? Meaning it doesn't get, um, it doesn't get set up as a, you know, as a video or a story or whatever, as an associated story with other stories, it just kind of sits alone and doesn't really do anything and doesn't get very many views. And that is how freedom of speech just basically gets quashed. And that's kind of what's going on. And a lot of people are aware of this. And this is what we're doing. The action is hardly Facebook's first policy reversal. Facebook changed course last year on the topic of Holocaust denial. Banning content that denies the Holocaust after CEO Mark Zuckerberg defended people's right to do so for years. Okay. The claim that the coronavirus is made, man made, long dismissed by the scientific community as a harmful conspiracy has recently been reopened because of new findings. Hey, we can't really deny that that might be a thing and Oh, we've got some information coming out that kind of indicates ooh, lab workers got sick in 2019. They got sick with s symptoms that look an awful lot like coronavirus. Ooh, yeah. And uh, we had a federal investigation going as to, you know, origins of the coronavirus, that got wound down. That got just kind of, ah, you know what, we don't really need to figure that out. And then, miraculously, this story comes up. Hey, we're going to get to the bottom of this. We're going to check this out. We need to find out what's going on. So that includes news that three researchers from China's Wuhan Institute of Virology became sick enough in November 2019 that they sought hospital care. Huh. Interesting. So news is coming out, information is coming out that kind of matches up to news stories that Facebook squashed. But the reopening of debate presents challenging issues for Facebook because the claim has also been associated with a wave of anti-Asian sentiment. Joan, Joan Donovan, research director for the Technology and Social Change Research Project at the Shorenstein Center on Media, Politics, and Public Policy at Harvard Kennedy School. That's a whole sentence in and of itself, isn't it? 
I'm not even going to reread that. But you know, an important person at the Harvard Kennedy School said it was inevitable that the changing sentiment around the lab theory could unleash more anti-Asian sentiment on social media. Tech companies need to redouble their efforts to protect Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders now that the claim is gaining more credence, she added. Okay, but I think getting to the bottom of where the coronavirus came from is a separate story from blaming people of a certain nationality or race for the coronavirus. We need to get to the we need to get to the bottom of hey where did it come from, and the other story is all right this is your fault. Those are two separate things. Yeah, you're going to have people who are going to say yeah this is your fault. When clearly it's not. I mean, they didn't cause it. I mean, you can blame me for a lot of things just because I'm white, all right? But that doesn't necessarily mean I did them. Asians, did they create the you know the coronavirus? No, it was created. Who knows where? We don't really know yet, right? We haven't gotten to the bottom of it. But Facebook kind of stepping in the middle, going, ah, yeah, this that narrative. That that's uh, we don't agree with that narrative. We're we're gonna we're not gonna push that content out. That is where I think the re- the real struggle is, and we're only getting a certain newsfeed information, right? You, and and for a lot of this stuff, you got to dig down deep. And when you start to look at the sources for your news, you'd be shocked at what's kind of out there and what's not out there, and stories that should be coming out that aren't coming out. Freedom of speech. Not so much, right? What we have to look out for in the U.S. is an uptick in content that criticizes China while dividing the AAPI community, she said. Content that dehumanizes Chinese people, accuses Chinese people of being responsible or somehow of knowing about the pandemic or otherwise suggests that it was a bioweapon will grow. Okay, but that, I mean, that, that's just not right. And we all know that that's just not right. But that doesn't mean you kill the story even if it's true, right? I mean, that's, am I wrong? Am I unreasonable? Is that unreasonable? Companies are going to have to look for content where AAPI hate is monetized and make sure that it does not become profitable. Clearly, agreed. But that doesn't mean you quash the story before you know the true results, right? If that's a story that's got some validity, you got to have it out there. Kind of like a little laptop that may or may not have had information on it that we don't really know that was said to, um, you know, its origins aren't clear. Therefore, we're not going to run it. Yeah, these are these are ongoing things. Facebook said in a statement that the company would continue to shift its policies based on new information. Okay, and that's where it's like, all right, you're not just allowing any news to go out. And clearly, there's stuff. If you've got hate stuff going out, all right, I think as adults, we can kind of figure out where that comes and goes, right? I mean, you kind of know right from wrong, but that's the problem. Certain segment of social media is just leaning one direction, and they're basically filtering the content that you and I see on a daily basis. So you really got to kind of think through what you're what you're seeing and recognize, all right, am I am I just looking at right-wing news sources? I read a lot of left-leaning stuff too cuz I want to see, hey, what's the opinion over there? And I I identify, I don't identify with the Republican Party 
strongly. I think there's a lot of nonsense there as well. But historically, as a real estate guy, as a business guy, you're going to lean more that direction than the far left, for sure, or left, even, in my opinion, anyway. Um, are there real estate guys and are there small business owners out there that lean left? Absolutely. You bet. You bet. They're, they're, you know, the world's full of all kinds of people. And that's what makes it fun, right? But when you are just looking at right wing, you know, right leaning news sources, you're going to end up with some storylines in your head that may or may not be very accurate. So go look and see. What's the other side talking about? What are they looking at? What's their opinion? What What is their information? And that's where I'm kind of like, all right, because I will read from CNN. I'll read from CNN. If they've got a better article than I can find somewhere else. All right, I, I know where their leanings are. Yet if they've got information that I think is important, I'll read it. I kind of make the decision. I determine what I think is, all right, what, what do people want to hear? Um, and based on that, I make the call. And so I am my own filtering system, just like Facebook is. But on the whole COVID-19 and coming from a, uh, a lab in, in Wuhan, that has been a hot topic. Because initially, you know, our former president said, this is the deal. He was pretty adamant about it. And then it was just dismissed by the scientific community. And now we're back to, you know, we still don't know where it came from. But we can't really rule that out. That's the major thing. We can't really rule that out. And yet we did during the former president's administration. I mean, that's, that's, that's what we did. In light of ongoing investigations into the origin of the COVID-19 and in consultation with the public health experts, we will no longer remove the claim that COVID-19 is man-made from our apps. Spokeswoman Danny Lever said, we're continuing to work with health experts to keep pace with the evolving nature of the pandemic and regularly update our policies as new facts and trends emerge. There is no place for hate on our platform and we will remove anything that breaks our rules, she added. Okay, that's fair. I have no problem with that. But we're not really talking about that. We are talking about filtering news that a news source doesn't deem appropriate for we don't know what reason, because we don't know the true source of it. You just can't deny something because people are saying, ah, that's a conspiracy theory. And some of this stuff, and I, and I get st sent stuff all the time. Hey, you got to watch this video. And I'm like, okay. And I'll get a couple of minutes into it. I'm like, I don't think so. I, I, you know, there's three or four things within the first couple of sentences that this person is saying that I'm like, really? Really? Because it's got to be reasonable. I've got to have some data to back it up. I'm a real estate appraiser by, by, by background, meaning I have to have data to support my final conclusion. And if I'm going to read a news story, I kind of apply the same thing. Is there enough data to support this opinion? Because if there's not, probably not going to read it. I might talk about it and say, hey, this storyline is out there, but based on this, this, and this, I don't know. That seems kind of weak, right? That just seems really weak. And I know people want to believe a lot of this stuff. And you have every right to believe it. I have every right to believe it. It's kind of part of, you know, free will, right? I will choose free will. Famous song by Rush. If you haven't heard of the band Rush, you should check them out. They are epic. If you had a chance to see them live, 
whew, they were amazing. Their drummer passed away recently due to uh, cancer a few years ago due to cancer. Don't know if they will uh, come back and tour again, but the other two guys, Getty Lee and Alex Lifeson, those guys are still going strong. Rush, I hope you guys um, go out and tour again. Love to see you. So Facebook has long defended an expansive view of free speech, kind of, but in recent years has moved further in the direction of policing, hiring tens of thousands of content moderators, publishing lengthy policies, and developing algorithms that restrict the content people can share. As the pandemic began, the company went much further, banning dozens of misleading or false claims on the grounds that they could cause imminent harm. It's like, okay... Getting to the source of where the coronavirus came from, that's a pretty big story. That's a big story. The fact that it, you know, goes down a certain road, do you ban the story based on that? Well, Facebook said, yeah. So that's what we're kind of working with. The company, Facebook, bans claims that masks can give people COVID, that COVID is safer than the flu, or that the vaccines contain microchips. All right. Uh, those probably have some scientific evidence behind them, right? I mean, if you're out there saying, hey, your mask can give you COVID, does that seem reasonable? Uh, COVID is safer than the flu? All right, at the onset, we didn't really know, did we? We hadn't done enough studying. There, there was, you know, enough wasn't known about the COVID versus the flu. If you're going to run a news story up there saying the COVID is safer than the flu, you better have some data to back it up. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say that most people that ran those stories, they didn't have enough data. They didn't, they didn't kind of, they, they, they wanted to believe this because that's what they wanted to believe or that the vaccines contain microchips. So now I'm probably going to hear about that in the comments. Oh, Sean, vaccines contain microchips. All right. Um, I would need to see some more evidence of that because I have not seen that. I've had a lot of vaccines in my life um, due to travel and other stuff. You know, stepping on, God, what was it I stepped on as a kid? I stepped on a, what did I step on? Did I step on a rusty rake? Something like that, you know, or chop myself with a rusty whatever it was. And uh, my mom was always taking me to the uh, the hospital for, uh, you got to go get your, when you step on something rusty, what's that vaccine called? I can't remember. I was getting tetanus, a tetanus shot. Yeah, I get that tetanus shot. Oh God, shoulder sore. The company takes its guidance from the World Health Organization and other public health agencies when deciding which claims to ban. All right. I, I, do you see the problem emerging? The World Health Organization hasn't exactly been consistent throughout this whole process. Neither has the CDC. Wear a mask, don't wear a mask. You know, Fauci, he said lots of stuff. Oh, I backed off of that because of this. Oh, that's not really what I was talking about. I was talking about this over here. All right, what are we talking about? What do we listen to? What are our sources? Don't really know. Former President Donald Trump was at the forefront of the narrative associated with the lab leak theory and repeatedly pushing the notion that responsibility for the virus lies with China. In the first presidential debate on September 29th, Trump said the pandemic was China's fault and referred to the virus as the China plague and Kung flu. He recently said on Fox News that he had very little doubt the virus came from a lab. That was his opinion. 
all right, as president of the United States, should he have had more evidence to back that up or cite that evidence? Probably. Should he have said, you know, the, did he need to use the words that he did? No. In my opinion, no. I, I don't think so. I mean, you, you got to use a kind of a filtering system um, if you're going to say stuff in a public medium. Like if I came on here and just said a bunch of ridiculous stuff, that would be on me, right? That would be on me. And it would be on you, the viewer, to go, that guy's full of nonsense. And then hit the delete button, um, unsubscribe, whatever, get rid of me from your life because I'm not benefiting your life. I'm bringing a bunch of nonsense into your head that you don't need. You've already got a bunch of nonsense there. You don't need more from a real estate man, right? So even when it was dismissed from the broader scientific community, several right-leaning outlets kept pushing the lab theory. In recent months, more mainstream scientists in the World Health Organization have started to raise questions and say it cannot be ruled out. Okay, so we're kind of coming full circle here, aren't we? Coming first full circle. Kind of like refunding the police. That's a narrative. That's a that's a, a term that you're going to see more and more of. And it doesn't mean give them their money back. I need a refund. I need a refund on the police. They were no good. I need a refund. Give me my money back. No. That means we were once funding them. We defunded them. Now we are refunding them. And that's that's a storyline that I've covered a lot. That's a really interesting one because you can see kind of the direct correlation of, all right, defunding, not enough cops. Oops, ouch, crime going up. Oh, not good. Oh, uh, not good. More funding going on at that point. So there's some actual stuff out there that you can see the cause and effect, but we still don't know where the coronavirus came from. Are, are there sources out there that know? Probably. Now we've got a big, what do we have? A, I think we have a 90 day investigation going on. By Jove, we're going to get to the bottom. We're going to get to the bottom of this. We're going to figure out where this virus came from. And then uh, we're just going to, we're just going to really investigate, rethink, reimagine all that good stuff. All those terms that just mean kind of mull about, just not really do anything, but you know, cause what are we going to do? What if we, when we, if we find out that the coronavirus came from a lab, what are we going to do? I mean, what are the consequences to that lab? I don't know. I don't know. Just in the last week, since the discussion, the virus origins have been reopened. The term Wuhan lab spiked across social media and was frequently used in conjunction with references to Anthony Fauci, director of the U.S. National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, according to misinformation research organization Zignal Labs. Fauci said this month that he wasn't totally convinced that the novel coronavirus developed naturally, and he thinks that more investigation into its origins is needed. Agreed, because we don't know where it came from yet. We need to get to the bottom of that. So not because we need to blame anybody, but because we need to understand how to prevent this down the road. If it came from a lab, how to get out? How do you prevent that from happening again? I myself, I don't, I'm not sure about you. You guys are reasonable people. You tune into me because otherwise, why would you? Maybe you're unreasonable and you just want to see if I'm going to say something really stupid today. That could be. I wouldn't blame you for that. I sometimes tune into people that do that kind of thing. But my whole thing is, all right, let's get to the bottom of this so we don't have to, as reasonable people, live through another pandemic in our lifetimes. I'd rather not do that. 
I got to age 52 without living through a pandemic. I would like to live the back half of my life, the second nine of my life, per se. I'm probably further than whole 10 so far. Will I go to 100? Absolutely not. I will not make it to 100. There's no way. Just no way. Um, and so I'd rather not go through a pandemic again, right? I mean, that just goes without saying. So figuring out the origin and importance so that we can prevent that from happening again. Not so that we can blame people. Ah, Fauci was wrong. Ah, so that we can call it the Wuhan lab. No, you know, no, just figure out where it came from, find the source, figure out how to prevent it down the road. That's all that I ask. But, you know, I'm a real estate guy. So I ask some pretty simple things. You don't, you don't have to have huge results for me. I'm kind of like, all right, what do we do? How do I make this go? How do I sell this ridiculous home? Who's going to buy this home? Okay. All right. There we go. Ah, sweet. Buyer came along. That's awesome. Yeah. How do we provide support for this appraisal? We don't have enough. What are we going to do? All right. You're going to have to take a guess at that. Here is your support that you have that you go with. Make that happen. Put it out the door onto the next. That's kind of how real estate goes. Obviously, comparing real estate to finding the source of a global pandemic, wildly, wildly different stories. But I wanted to bring this one up on the Seattle Real Estate Podcast because I think it, it uh, you know, people need to know, all right, sometimes you're not getting all the information and it's based on how your media is filtering your stories to you. Because when you click on a story, it tells whatever, you know, source that you're bringing it from. All right. They like that. They want to see more of that. So we're going to put more of that in front of them. So what I would challenge you to do, go look at some sources that you think are not credible. Go see what they're talking about. See how they handle it. Or maybe see a, a, a news story that that you think, okay, yep, that, yeah, that's right. They got this right. Go see how the other side reports it. See what they're saying. Because that's how you get a reasonable balance. That's how you become reasonable. I, I think. I kind of think. All right. I have beaten this story to death. It's done. Toasted. Done. It's in the hopper. What's that term for, uh, I think in, in the old Hollywood, it was literally, it's in the can, where they put the film in the can. Well, my film is now on a small, tiny little chip on the backside of the camera I'm pointing at. They're so small now. They're so tiny. I had one the other day that I was getting up from a chair. I took my little tiny uh, flash card. I mean, they're so tiny. Put it in my mouth because I didn't have hands to do all the stuff I was needed to do. Got busy looking around. Where is my flash card? Yep, still in my mouth. They're so small, you don't even notice it there. It's crazy. So this one's in the can. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being part of the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. I will catch up with you guys in the next one. Until then, stay safe. We'll see you soon. We'll talk about other stuff reasonable people want to talk about. All right, we'll talk then. Bye for now. to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out.